This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. On SEN, The Picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Yes, hello everyone and welcome to The Picks. It's your game-by-game preview with a twist right up until 7 o'clock before we hand over to that all-star cast at the MCG. AFL Nation, of course, a tantalising Carlton and Collingwood clash this evening. And you're in good hands there too. Jared Waitley, Dwayne Russell and Nick Del Sando on hand for the call there from 7 o'clock. Good evening to you. My name's Sam Edmund. Staring at me from across the screen is none other than the two-time Premiership kangaroo, one-time dashing defender. <laughs> welcome to you, David King. G'day, Sammy. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I've got a little bit of a frog in the throat at the moment, but Do I'm you? fine, yes. Oh, no, not you too. No, no, I'm 100% healthy. Just sound a bit dusty, but mm. yeah. All, all Otherwise, good, a good week? Can't. What a great week. How good's footy? Gee, the footy's good. Are you, does it continue, though? I'm, I'm, I'm not, over, oh, I'm not overflowing with confidence. Why is that? Well, I just don't have great faith in our coaches that it's going to stay as open well, as we Get yourself say. up. Yeah? Yes. I've had my heart broken too Thursday many times. Night, footy, how good, Carlton Collingwood. Oh, no, I'm up for that. Yeah, one of them's going to be 0-2. Life's great. Gee, there's been a lot of talk about that. Oh, Who's going to yeah. be 0-2? It's yeah, just been on every headline imaginable. Yeah, I, and I, I'm just going to let you in on a little secret that will be revealed later in the week that mm-hmm. a lot of people have been repeating a statistic that was done on purpose inaccurately. But I'll, I will tell you about that later in the week. <laughs> Gee, I do love the Thursday nights, though, because it gets feels like the weekend started early and... If, if round one is a taste of things to come, then I, then I can't wait. I, I'm not sure it'll survive, but I desperately want it to. Hey. So we made our debut last negative. week. We, well, this is positive. We made our debut last week and we're still here. So that, that's something well, here at the picks. There was a, there, there I was, was on fire. There was a death. A death? The chimes. Well, we'll get to that in a moment because tipping is boring, as you rightly pointed out, this time last week. So we do our game-by-game adjudication with a difference, Kingy. We focus on the line, thanks to our friends at Winners Bet. But as you just alluded to, we did get some strong feedback. I I only thought the leading teams had come back on board uh, via the temper text, the tweets and everything else. Gee, we got some strong advice and (laughs) it's centred on getting rid of our our little chime when it came to our tips. Uh, not often. Oh, no. Don't do it to us. Too so. My, my Twitter lit up like I'd said something really bad. It was just about the chimes. I'm thinking, what the hell is all this about? Well, look, Kingy, strong organisations, though. Yeah. Operations, strong businesses, strong boards, they don't bow to public pressure. They have oh, conviction no. in their decisions and strategies. No. And they hold firm regardless no, no, of haven't. the pressure from outside. We've sacked it, haven't we? That's not us, though, so the chimes go... <laughs> It's going to take a back seat. We're, we're, we're very pliable, don't worry. It's going to take a back seat for tonight. You will hear it, but perhaps not as often. Now, one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the line. It's always open right up until 7 o'clock here on the picks. 0433981116 if the temper text takes your fancy. Now, before we get to round two, let's address... 
the elephant in the room, and the elephant is round one. Geez, you were vocal on the WhatsApp group during the hey, week, hey, weren't hey. you? Hey, if you, if you can't sort of endorse what you've been doing, what do you do? What do you okay, what did you get? On? What did you get? I got, I got six. Yes, which is a pretty good result. Solid. So every game is meant to be fifty-fifty. So you shouldn't, you shouldn't really get around the four or five mark. The <laughs> six is a great result. Well, I got the five. I know that's what you're alluding to. Yeah. But what what really floated my boat was the game <laughs> that was the last of the round. Yes. It was West Coast Gold Coast, which was one of the few we disagreed on. Now you jumped the gun here, thinking hey. I'd been sunk on this game. Hey. You messaged hey. us all paint, in the WhatsApp the picture, group. Paint Hang the picture on. perfectly. This is the picture, right? I'll get to that. But you got stuck into me on the WhatsApp group and you went on to say, thinking that I'd buggered it up in this game, I quote you, it's sad that our tipping competition, the pillar of our new show, will be done and dusted in three yeah. to four weeks. And you got ahead of yourself, didn't not you? Not wrong. You got it's, ahead it's, of yourself. It's not wrong. It turned out three to that four weeks max, I'll give you'd it. buggered up that game, not me. And here's what I said about this game this time last week. 28 and a half West Coast. Yes. I reckon the Suns can, can get there no, within I, the 28. I think the West Coast are an angry football club. I think that they're really disappointed with the start of last season and the finish. Well, the meek finish at the end of the season, they were really disappointed with. I think they've been smarting, they've been waiting for this opportunity to come out and make a statement at home, statement made. I reckon they're going to win and win well. Well, clearly you think they're going to win by more than 28 and a half, but I, I look at the history of the Suns start the season well. So, David. How close was I? It was close. The line was 28 and a half, as you heard. The yeah. Suns lost by 25 instead of 30 because Jamie Cripps missed this oh, shot no. after the siren. Siren sounds, Cripps will line up, and West Coast have won their first game of the year as we await... Jamie Cripps to have the last kick of the game. At the moment, it stands four goals in front. All eyes on Cripps and hit the post. 25 points was the final margin. You couldn't wait to hop onto the text and get it in me. I mean, talk about egg on face. Only somewhat no saved no by egg. the fact that you tip one more than you me. Know, do you know what, though? I sat back and I reflected about this. In the back of my mind, there's an old saying from Paul Keating. Oh, I thought you were going to go Confucius. No, when he was challenged. <laughs> and and he, he said this. Mate, because I want to do you slowly. I want to do you slowly. <laughs> I want to do you slowly. Well, you've declared so, it over. So to beat you by one <laughs> is enough. <laughs> Just every couple of weeks, if I can pinch another one. Something of a risque reference. Wanna... Uh, bread off the temper text too. If I hear that church music draft <laughs> theme chime, I'm opening the scotch. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, Brady boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> someone oh. oh, said let man down. Uh, uh, so no, this is a taste of things oh, to come, so which I'm sure it is. One. Let's, let's you get, lead by one. Let's get cracking. All right, round two. Yeah. And the ladder update. We start off with a big one, Carlton and Collingwood tonight. The ladder update for 40 winks. Save up to 50% <laughs> on the 40 winks uh, back care range. It's 13th versus 14th tonight when Collingwood and Carlton clash. So there is no line. So tight is this game, Kingy. We're pure head-to-head -head at the MCG uh, tonight, Carlton and Collingwood with the old foe. So both teams are stronger. The Blues get Jack Martin, Zach Williams back in and Zach for his debut. Pies get Steel side bottom back. There's a lot at stake here. There were a few whispers, by the way, that Brody Grundy would miss, but he's really? in. He's in, I'm what told. Would he, what would he be 
allegedly missing. Well, there's probably no point talking about it, given he's going to no, play the he game. Must be sore the story somewhere. was painted as there, he might have had a sore knee, but a sore knee could be complete baloney, Kingy. These are the whispers that revolve yeah, around the big hey, game. Listen, if you're not sure about it, don't go with it on here. Is I'm it not going with it. He's playing. Sound like he went with it. He's playing, David. Yeah. So he, there's a lot at stake here. Listen to me. Right. The Blues gave up 75 inside 50s last week. If they're going to do that again, even Collingwood's going to kick a winning score. <laughs> and we think that might be their problem. Oh, I don't know about that. We think that might be their Collingwood problem. Collingwood have got a lot of problems, mate. Let's be honest. Collingwood have got a lot of problems. I think that we're all talking about the fact they can't score. Their contest work is poor at the moment. Really poor. Bottom bracket of the competition, bottom four in the comp. Well, the Blues were beaten so, 19-10 out of centre clearance last week, so they're no Japanese that, sunset so either. Even post-clearance is their biggest issue, Collingwood. Post-clearance. So the ball leaves that, that congested area of the centre bounce or a boundary throwing or a ball up um, and winning that next ball. So whether it's a contest, a marking contest or the ball that hits the deck, they are getting flogged at that loose ball, that spilling ball. And that, that's a real issue because mm. they'd always been strong there. And you talk, about, you talk about speed in a football team. That's where speed comes to the fore, to get to that loose ball first or to get to the next contest so you can actually compete or you can outnumber. This is their biggest issue. So I don't know whether they can correct this in, in a seven-day break. I don't know whether round, the gap between round one and two is enough to correct their contest work. And so from that's the, that, build your whole game. Right, right. So this is the primary issue for them rather than so. the, 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 all the discussion Sco- around... Scores are the yeah. end points. Sco- yeah. you, you can't just say, oh, we're not scoring. Oh, OK, uh, guys, let's concentrate on scoring. No, yeah. you've got to strip it all back. And, and, and so many things break down in a game when you're not scoring because if you talk to the best coaches in the land, they talk about the hand-in-glove defence and offence. You can't, you can't work on just one without working on the other. So they complement each other. So the way Richmond defend helps them score. The way they attack helps them defend. So you can't just say, so this is why I get confused by coaches saying, mm. oh, we've got to give up something to get something. And that's exactly what Nathan Buckley said. We've got to let something go to gain advantage somewhere else. And I think, is, is your game plan that disjointed that you need to think like that or plan like that? If it's not hand in glove, what do you got? So this is why I think there's there's some confusion there, and there's some so there's enough issues there to have them in in real trouble. I think for the first month, the footy. And saying that, they can still win a game on effort. They can still win a game on an outstanding performance from Sidebottom or Pendlebury or Mason Cox or mm. Darcy Moore. Any of those guys could still win them the game. So I, I still think they'll win tonight. Right, but but they've got a long way to go before they're the, the best version of themselves. Gee, Brody Grundy didn't the world come cave in on him after one game, the, the first game, the not first game. year of the no, big contract. Right. No, no, it is. That's no, not right. No, he's, in terms of the contract, horrible twenty twenty. In terms of the contract that he's entered into, that has been referenced multiple times this week because we know it's big, we know it's lucrative. But he referenced it. He he put that on the table himself. He well, said he said, "Oh, lucky last year." He, I'll get to the comments next week. The exact comments, because but something to the effect of, "Lucky I had a poor 2020 when I wasn't getting the big dollars." So I don't think. Look, if we're talking sense, you're you're a performer, you're a player, you you, you go there to perform. It doesn't matter what the end check is at the end of the game. Mm, mm. He, but so he's underperforming. He's at had moment. a down. He's had yeah. a down. Twenty twenty and started poorly this year. So logically, the heat comes. But he had an alibi in twenty twenty. Well, we're, we seem to have had one because a lot of players had one. It was called COVID. It was called the hub and the players that like their balance in life and all that sort of stuff. But he's run out of alibis now. So he needs a good game tonight. So, but despite all the things you've just mentioned, did I hear you correctly? You go in Collingwood. Well, I think they, I think that Collingwood have got so much on the line tonight. I just, I've got faith in Collingwood. I've got more trust in Collingwood than I have in Carlton. 
Okay, I don't have a lot of trust in your spreadsheet, it must be said, given the events of last week, but I'm going Carlton. So for what it's worth, can you mark that down in your little spready there? You're going Carlton. I'm going Carlton, you're going Collingwood. A straight-up old-fashioned head-to-head, given there's no line at stake. Um, and the head-to-head markets on this one, uh, winner's bet, very tight. $1.91 the Blues, $1.89 the Magpies. Will be a fascinating game. i tell you what will be more fascinating, What's and that? I reckon it's Friday night at GMHBA yes. Stadium. i tell you what, Brisbane have not beaten Geelong in Geelong for 18 years. They haven't had to win on the road for a while either, have they? So the Cats, for mine, Kingy, have got the most on the line of all teams this week, given they will be zipping two, shouldn't be dropping games at home. So they've got the Brisbane Lions down there. Chris Fagan today, Kingy, said his players were guilty of laziness mm. last week against the Signets, who racked up 125 points on them without Buddy on their own deck. Yeah. They took 23 marks inside 50. They did. They smacked them. From 57 entries. A staggering conversion. It was a pure ball use that, that hurt them. They couldn't defend. They couldn't keep up. They were too slow down back. Uh, they, were, they, were, they were conservative in the midfield. Um, I look at that third quarter, they, they coughed up nine goals to the Swans who just kicked the ball around them. They, yep. they, they literally took the piss. Gee, they kicked it well. They took the piss. And, uh, you know, I think that when you look at, uh, when you look at Brisbane, you know, the, the, some of their turnovers last week, it was, like, it was like they were out of gas. It was like a game that you have at round 13 or 14 in the year where you just have that, you just mm. have that stinker mm. and everyone's doing different things and banged up a little bit. So no doubt they're sharp. They'll be sharp tomorrow on uh, Friday night. But Geelong were the same. That's the laziest midfield performance I've seen from Geelong for years. It was they very like geelong like You know, they coughed up 73 points in a half. Mm. And you look at their stoppage work, and we talk a lot about what you allow the opposition. So Geelong, historically, allow you nothing. Without the footy, they're brilliant. So scores conceded per 100 lost clearances, right? It's a, it's a track stat. It's the strike rate. So on average over the last uh, 24 months... Geelong cough up 73 points per 100 lost clearances. Last week, it was 143. So averaged out. So that's, that, that's just not Geelong. So no danger field there this week. The acid comes back on those guys to defend. And sometimes, sometimes you're a victim of what you recruit. Like Isaac Smith's defensive efforts last week were poor. Poor. So you, would you say neither team's going to be that bad again? But Geelong, Geelong and Geelong, far from an easy proposition for an opposition. But the Blues did beat them down there. Last year, and they're without Dangerfield, Cameron, and almost certainly Manigola. They don't have Duncan yet either, do they? So they they suddenly yeah. seem light on through the middle. Just just before I get to this next point, off the text. First time I've heard the chime, and I like it. I yeah, could be he, waiting in line at the deli I buying like salami. Him. He's the one. <laughs> He's our one. <laughs> He's stay our with one. us. Stay with us. You didn't leave your name, but stay with us. <laughs> just with Dangerfield, did they get it right with him? Three weeks. Yeah, yeah I was comfortable. Three or four. Yeah. It was enough. Three or four. I, I, yeah, it's it's a long time. Yeah. I like the sound of four weeks to make an absolute statement, but it's probably a fraction unfair on one player to carry the can for the game's issue. But, um, mm. you know, th- th- there's some dinosaurs out there that still think it's the head class is an accident. The line is eight and, and, and a half in favour of the Cats, of course. Yeah. Can the Lions cover that line, King? No, I don't think so. I, I'm, I'm on board the Cats and yep. they're, they're going to be undermanned. And sometimes sometimes when the absolute star goes out of your team, you say, OK, here's our chance to mm. show that we're not a one-man band. It could go that way. Yeah, that's, or, that's the way I'm Or thinking. it could go the way that I'm going to say it's going to oh, go. Oh, hello. And the Lions will cover that and, in fact, could go on to very likely win the match. Win the match. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Oh boy, all right. Well, they're never going to get a better. Cra- they're never going to get a better crack at it, are they? No, 
this is really going against my do you slowly policy. If you're going to tip like this. <laughs> well, it's eight and a half. I think it'll be a tight game. <laughs> and I know the cats, look, I know they're, they're a fearsome beast down there, but um, hey, history you're counts for nothing. Fast but going my John Houston, you are. Mate, because I want to do you slowly. <laughs> I want to do you slowly. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Uh, we need to take a break. We can get to AJ now or not? We get to AJ now. We'll take a, we'll rattled. <laughs> you are rattled about your tips. Not at all. No, so that gone, was a hard one. Carlton and Brisbane plus eight and a half points. And I've gone Collingwood and Geelong minus eight and a half. Good. This is another Whoa. test for your spreadsheet, but make sure you get it down now while it's fresh <laughs> in the memory. On SEN, The Picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Yes, it is. Great to have your company on the picks. And we, of course, are building up to tonight's massive clash between the Blues and the Pies at the MCG. Jared Waitley, Dwayne Russell, Nick Del Sando standby, on standby and waiting to join you from 7 o'clock. We're talking about tomorrow night's game earlier, Geelong and Brisbane. And what a huge one this is. Well, the final teams have been named for it. The Cats have brought in Kingy, Ooh. Charlie Constable, Francis Evans to make his debut. He's an interesting draft pick going back a couple of years. Jack Henry, Zach Tui is a handy inclusion. The outs, obviously, Paddy Dangerfield suspended. Uh, Sam Anagola does miss with that AC joint. Zach Guthrie and Josh Jenkins have been omitted. So the medical sub will be one of uh, Zach Guthrie, Quinton Narkel, uh, Jenkins or Max Holmes. Gee, that's a few changes, isn't it? It's a lot, so, isn't so it? How many changes all up? One, two, three, four. Four, four changes. changes. And uh, so how many of them forced? Two of them forced. Two forced. So that, I mean, that's, that's as brutal as Chris Scott goes, really. Probably. But let's be honest. I mean, Francis Evans... Pick 41 a couple of years ago from uh, Calder Cannons, I think, out that way. So, no, good luck to him. Good yep. luck to him. Hope he goes well. But that's that's the coach saying, hey, you got to step up here. And the Lions, who flew into town this afternoon, their final team's just a one change. Tom Berry comes in. Caden uh, Coleman out. So the sub will be one of Coleman, Pryor, uh, uh, Dev Robertson, or Connor Ballenden. Yeah. The sub, which is named, obviously, an hour out from the bounce. What'd you think? Just quickly, what'd you think about the feedback on the sub? Happy, happy with it? Yes. How many questionable ones were there? I reckon two or three came under the microscope. Unfairly, I might add, as it turns out. There's going to be players. It's only a matter of time. Amenagola was close. Vlosten is close. We haven't seen the Richmond team yet. And the other player at Carlton, Jack Silvani, for a time was close as well. No surgery needed for him with his shoulder, even though he's missing tonight. So there's eventually going to be a player who is withdrawn, who gets up to play the next week. I've got no problem with that. I've got no problem with that. But the only thing that I would say is, and we'll do this really quickly, if as soon as one team subs, the option should be there for the other team to substitute. They shouldn't, they shouldn't gain advantage with a fresh runner. Well, they should have a strategic sub. No, they should, they should have the same availability. So, so Carlton last week subbed yeah. uh, Silvani out of the game and they yeah. brought on McDonald. Yes. And in that 27 minutes of advantage, mm. they kicked two goals, six to this one goal, This is the problem three. with the rule, though. It's crazy that no, there can be a scenario where an injury can make you a better team. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. But so, what are you saying? So Collingwood so then if, can make their sub strategically. Last week would have been Richmond. You have Richmond, the, You have the option now to use your sub if you like. Just in a strategic sense, no, whoever no, because, you want. Because they've been forced to use it. Up to you if you want to use yours now. You don't have to wait for an injury. Interesting. Because you shouldn't, you shouldn't have an advantage. Interesting. Well, it depends who's injured. Doesn't matter who's injured. You get an advantage. You got you've got someone no, who can actually move. Not at all. Someone who can function. If Paddy Cripps comes off injured, Carlton isn't advantaged. They're disadvantaged, you, regardless you, of who's you're coming. You're telling out. me you were jumping up and down with joy when Oscar McDonald charged onto the ground as an advantage. No, I wasn't. No, no, that's my point. It's not always going to be an advantage. So if if Paddy, it's, a, it's, a, it's whoever you bring on is a fresh runner. Yeah, 
It depends on the game. Anyway, let's move on. Sydney and Adelaide is the next game. It's Saturday, one forty-five at the SCG. The line, Sydney a favourite here, 19 and a half. It's a big line. It's a big line. Rookie Nick Murray will debut for Adelaide. There's a bloke called Buddy, though, who's back for the first time in more yeah. than a year for Sydney. Who would have thought the winner of this game would be two and zip? Well, very exciting, isn't it? Very exciting. I think, that, you know, what Tex Walker showed last week in Adelaide, that anyone can influence this game, no matter whether you're at the end of your your, your, your your journey or the start, um, keep your eye on Adelaide's wave run. The, the, the way they, they link up and and, for, and form a, a, a line out, if you like, every time they get the ball, it's a thing of beauty. It really is. So I think the message is getting in. The Matthew Nix ball movement program, you can see it. And as soon as these players start getting reward, like wins against Geelong last week, then it, it breeds more confidence and, and then that belief that, hey, they can't go with us. No one can go with us. So I think they're a real chance against the Swans, a real chance. Sydney, young team, how will they handle winning? So it's a challenge that we don't talk about. When kids win games of football, you can over-celebrate, you can get ahead of yourself. I heard John Longmore straight away in the press conference after it. These kids are going to be known products next week. Mm. They're going to come for them. I, can, I guarantee you now, Errol Goulden doesn't have anywhere near the impact in round two that he had in round one. Uh, well, let's talk about this next Thursday. I guarantee it that he's, he's he's not in the top three or four on the ground. Not because he's not trying, not because he's not a star, but because he's a known product and time gets put into these guys. The Swans did go through Brisbane at the Gabba like a hot knife through butter, though. And there's the buddy boost as well. And yeah. I can't wait to see Franklin and McDonald inside 50. The master and the apprentice is going to be a reason in itself to watch this game. And hopefully they get a big crowd up at the SCG. Can you, can you remind me next week when we have AJ on yep. to get a price on the 2025 Premiership for Sydney? Okay. 2025. Yeah. You clearly like what you're seeing long term. So the line's 19 and a half. Uh, before you have a crack at this, Kingy, I think the Crows can cover that. Yeah, I'm with you. I, 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 look, this this should be a close game. It's bottom line. You don't really know. It's a flip of the coin as to who wins, in my opinion. So I am the same. Adelaide plus the 19 and a half. Before we get to Port and Essendon at Amy on the Saturday afternoon, the final teams have been named for Carlton and Collingwood tonight. There are no late changes. The subs are in as well. Who are they? Or the super sub for Carlton. Oscar McDonald, named again as the sub. The big O. He's going to make a career out of this. And Trey Rusco, who was omitted and uh, has now been uh, named as the sub for Nathan Buckley's Collingwood. So It, It is interesting, though, isn't it? Do you use a tall or do you use speed in Rusco? Yep. Yeah, Rusko doesn't. He's not a high volume player. It's, it's it, like I wonder whether so. Rockliffe comes on for Port Adelaide last week. That style of player who can come on and get ten touches in ten minutes is that what you need to go for? Oh, I'm just. It's just going to refine itself across the course of the season. As you said, though, it clearly worked for Oscar McDonald yeah. and the Blues last yeah, week. You're wrapped. Hey, Port Essendon Saturday afternoon, four thirty-five against the Bombers. The line is a big one, thirty-two and a half for Port Adelaide. The game comes too soon for Jake Stringer at Essendon. It sounds as though Cale Hooker will stay forward despite the presence of Dixon Marshall and Laddams for Ken Hinckley's Port Adelaide. Connor Rosie, they'll give it another week for him after foot surgery. If you're Essendon, are you getting into Horatio Fantasia? Fair bit said about this during the week. Horatio Fantasia! And I think it's all nonsense, to be honest. Yep. I mean, you show me some evidence of where it's worked. Well, I just watched some of your old games and your North no. comrades would have got into a few over the journey, David. Yeah, a few people are saying bring back the chime. Um, look, <laughs> I, I think it worked against Max Gorn. <laughs> it worked against Max Gorn in round one when Port Adelaide did it last year or the year before. And it's probably worked... 
what once or twice over the last five years outside of the Max Gorn game. So I don't think it works. I think you get consumed with with nonsense. I think the start is all important here. Mm. Essendon were brilliant for the first 45, 50 minutes last week, and Port were awful. They were, they were terrible for the first 30 minutes. The Kangaroos had 20 inside 50s in the first quarter, and if it was a better team or a, a, a team with more targets forward of centre, they would have put six, seven goals on them. Yeah, They really would have. So this is a bit of a test for me. Uh, on how ruthless Port Adelaide are. Uh, are they are they still steaming about what happened last year? Because that second half last week was as good a football as mm. you'll see. So the, I'm, I'm watching them. I'm watching if Fantasia and Alira Lear can do it again. Because if they can, they've got a pretty special team. It's not, no a bad, it's not a bad forward setup Kenny's got at his disposal. Is it the three talls and then Gray, Fantasia, Butters, Rosie when he's back, Motlop. They're all creative. They're all fast. They're all at their feet. Special. Yeah, very special. So... <laughs> I, I think they're going to blow them out here. Blow them out? Yeah. I think they're going to win by more than 32 and a half. Uh, no, no I'm, I'm going the other way. Oh. I'm going the other way. I, I'm, I've always been seduced by the Bombers, unfortunately, and they're going to they're going to get me again. On what basis? Well, I just I think they did a lot right last week. I, I really do. I think that if you look at how they played and the corrections that they made, they are playing what the modern game demands. Lock the ball in forward half. Um, create scores, build pressure, that sort of thing. They did it for, what, 50 minutes of, mm. of, of, of 90 or 60 minutes of 100. So they've just, they've just got to get themselves – they've got to get more consistency. They've got to demand more of one another. The coach has got to get involved in the second half. If you're going to sit on the bench, you've got to eyeball some players. you say, hey, we need more from you, or this is what's going wrong. Have the answers. Pose some, um, you know, some, some conversation with the players. Didn't even have the headset on there for the, most of the second half. I mean, what communication is that? Off the text, Kingy, you always got stuck in the players before the ball was even bounced. That's all I had. It's <laughs> all I had. Okay, well, get that I was in on your fire. You get that. <laughs> get that in your spreadsheet. That's the burnt dwarf. Get, get that in your spreadsheet, David. Please straighten up. Sorry. Get that in your spreadsheet, will you? Because yeah. I don't trust it. So you're over thirty-two and a half. I am. Adelaide, and yep. I'm under. Correct. What about bombers. St Kilda and Melbourne? Before we ran out this segment, Saturday night, Marvel Stadium, seven twenty-five oh. p.m. James Harms has a broken wrist. He's out for six weeks. Jack Viney is back in the side, though. Kingy, sounds as though Jake Melksham, Michael Hibbard, they're getting close, but they're probably going to need at least another week, and it's the same for Jay Lockhart, Joel Smith, and Mitch Brown. St Kilda, though, they're laying out the welcome mat for a couple of handy types. There's a big in for them, literally. It's Max King, who won't be hitting the fairways anytime soon, I don't think. Zach Jones is ready to go from a hammy complaint as well. Dean Kent, Luke Dunstan are in contention. So the line, St Kilda are the favourites. It's a narrow line, seven and a half. Real gritty stuff from them last week. You've got to tip your lid to them because that looked like it was going to go in another direction when GWS hit the front, greasy, wet conditions on their own deck. And this is the first of a four-match stretch under the lid at Marvel for the Saints yeah. as well. And, and Jerry Waitley, he, he, his voice is ringing in my ears. Out of the red box, the Saints, they're just going to be too slick at Eddie Had. So I'm, just, <laughs> I'm going with him. Efficiency is what the Saints are all about. It's, it's, they've got a strange profile at the moment. Statistically, when you look through what they're doing, there's nothing that really jumps off the page except when they get possession, they make you pay. So everything's at speed. Everything comes fast at the opposition. So they take risks. They're gamblers. I, I really like the way they score and how efficient they are. But there's, there's, a, there's a whack between the eyes coming. I'm not sure it's this week, but there's a whack between the eyes coming with a team that's prepared to drag the game into the trenches and make it a contested possession. You know, every time the ball moves, a, a dead set fight. 
Mm. And that could be Melbourne. It could be because they've got the, the weaponry. But have they got the speed? This is my biggest challenge. Game on the inside, advantages Melbourne. Game on the outside, advantages the Saints. I think the Saints will win well. And that game last week, how much can we trust Melbourne from that? I yeah, mean, they were very good. I mean, May and Lee May and Lee oh, were, were so good. They were exceptional. Yeah. And they were uh, exceptional. Max Gorn couldn't couldn't find his bearings. He couldn't keep up with the game. It was going a bit slick in round one, as it can do. So let's see. If, if Max is not involved in this game then the Saints will have a strong performance and probably win comfortably. It's Spud's game as well. Time to yeah. talk. You can yeah. uh, get it movember.com forward slash Spud to donate to mental health programs at the Danny Frawley Centre for Spud's game. Time to talk. So hopefully they get a big crowd at this one. But the line, as I say, seven and a half, favour of the Saints. What do you think? You know, I think the Saints will win. They, they, Demons will probably smash them at clearance, but the Saints will get them on the outside. Go so the, the line. <laughs> the line. The line? Do they win by more than seven and a half? Yes, they do. I'm clearing the line. Saints okay. minus seven and a half. What I agree you, with you. you. I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't think okay. the Ds will, will cover that at all. I like the Saints uh, under the lid at Marvel Stadium. We're building uh, up, of course, to tonight's massive clash between the Blues Ooh. and the Pies at the MCG. So don't go anywhere because the AFL Nation crew, oh, geez, it is an A-team too, isn't it, are uh, joining you straight after us. Jared Waitley, Dwayne Russell and Nick Del Sando from 7 o'clock. On SEN, The Picks, with David King and Sam Edmund. Some people just absolutely flabbergasted by your comment, D. King, no. that you uh, don't advocate Essendon getting stuck into Orazio Fantasia, given the way you went about it with Not that me. magnificent North Melbourne lineup. But I did like this text off the temper from Dom. 98-99, multiple times I saw Archer, Martin, Pickett, yes. Pike, McCartney gang up on one to two opposition forwards before the first bounce. It was menacing intimidation. David King was, was there fire. too, but he just did all the talking from a safe yeah. distance. Yeah. <laughs> We've all got our specialties. <laughs> well, I mean, why would you get involved? Why get involved? When they got those guys there. Wow. Hey? You'd just be superfluous. Yeah, you ever see the movie Gallipoli? I mean, I'm not getting out there first. Let these blokes do it. Oh, my Lord. Let them do the, hard li- the heavy lifting. David, please. Let them do Gold, the hard work. Gold Coast, North oh Melbourne. Oh, boy. Saturday, indeed, Brian. Saturday, 8-10, Metricon. Gold Coast, the line is 21 and a half. 21 and a half. I'll just let that marinate for a second Ooh. because it sounds as though Jed Anderson and Aaron Hall are going to come in to offer David Noble some sort of relief from what is a nightmare injury list at the moment. Robbie Tarrant out until the second half of the year, of course, after kidney surgery. Aiden Core with a turf toe, touch and go. Ben Cunnington still a week away. He's over the concussion, but he just needs some more conditioning. Trent Dumont, Luke McDonald still sidelined. And the Suns have obviously lost Matty Rao Kingy to a knee injury, but at least it's a PCL, so no surgery there, How not long? the dreaded ACL. How long is that? Oh, we're talking could be anywhere between five, six weeks to more than a couple of months. Okay. Just depends how it recovers. So the line is 21 and a half. North Melbourne blown away at Marvel, obviously, by Port Adelaide. Now they've got to get uh, back on the horse and up to the Gold Coast. Well, they're playing the kids in the middle. LDU, Stevenson was in there, Simpkin was in there, and, and a whole host of young guys going through the middle. So they got smashed at clearance, which you'd expect. They're going to get belted in there 18th for the round. In terms of in terms of conceding scores, I think they were minus 18 points. which was a big margin from clearance. Uh, and that's in all likelihood probably going to happen again. The the, the the Gold Coast Suns are a strong team. They played a very controlled game last week. This is this is going to be of of, uh, of interest to me. So I think I think the West Coast took 140 marks and the Gold Coast took 130 marks. Yeah, right. It's a really controlled game. So I don't know whether the Kangaroos can bring some speed into the game and try and challenge them to defend um, some sort of ball movement. Um, 
But I, I really like Ben King's game. He kicked the three goals. Do the Kangaroos have someone to stop him? Not not sure. I mean, it's a it's a big ask. He's going to be a star. This kid. Uh, he's getting better and better every time we see him. So, look, not not sure. Not sure in this game. It's a genuine fifty-fifty for me. Uh, coming back from from Perth is always tough. Um, but on their home deck, you think mm. they'd probably be a bit too strong. I'm going to go the Gold Coast to cover the twenty-one. Same. Yeah, we're in agreement here. I don't think I don't think North can get within twenty-one. I want to see them do it Gold first Coast. before we start uh, yeah. start tipping them. Yep, yep. Hawthorne Richmond. This will be fascinating, won't it? Sunday, it's the early game. One ten. MCG. The skipper Trent Cochin is back for the Tigers. Basha Hawley a chance uh, from that calf as well. Nick Vloston fighting to be fit, but of course he's every chance to miss with the hyper-extended knee. Tom Mitchell and uh, Jago O'Meara, massive in in round one. But the Tigers had 75 inside 50s last week against the Blues. They dominated the centre bounce. But this is where, ironically, the Hawks worked their way back into their game against Destin that they were 40 points down in. And Mitchell and and Jago O'Meara, massive part of that. So the line is a pretty big one. It's 30 and a half. Yeah. For the Tigers, Kingy. Well, look, let's talk about the Hawks first. In the second half, they had 118 handballs. That's a massive number. I mean, some teams have that for the full game. So they just played a link game, a running game, and got themselves got themselves going offensively against the Bombers, and they just couldn't stop them. Dylan Moore kicked three goals. He was he was quite brilliant for a kid who was, you know, picked 67 three, four years ago. Quite brilliant. Yeah. Been listening was, to Ross Long. Quite brilliant, Shane. Yeah. Um, so they had they had components of the game that were really good. I mean, their, their back line held up, um, particularly in that in that second half, and it was a great win in the end, a great win. So mm. they get a lot of confidence out of that. You're quite brilliant, Shane. The, the Tigers. <laughs> good, Rod. The Tigers. He's been good today. He was shit house last week, so he had to be good today. Um, I was on fire. The most, the, it was the most complete 25-point victory you've ever seen oh. last week. Richmond against uh, against the Blues. It should they have been more. Them. Oh yeah, it was a six or an eight goal. Well, hang on, there were there were three three goals in the last what four they, minutes they as well. Have, they should have been belted. Mm. Seventy five inside fifties. Yep. A normal day, Richmond are just taking taking to the cleaners. Yep. So the margins the last three times that Hawthorne's played Richmond has been thirty two, thirty six, and thirty one. Well, the Hawks beat them by five goals last year. Exactly right. Thirty two yeah. points. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and then prior to that, the other two were thirty six yep. and thirty one. So. Um, I'm going to tip. I don't. I don't know if they can belt them. I'll go. I'll go Richmond just on sheer faith, blind faith. This is probably the one I agonised over the most. I hate it's, tipping big margins. I like the Hawks to get within the five. Do so ya? we disagree. Good. Good. Get it, it in a spreadsheet like an, that, that I mistrust. Like an error. I love it. Get it in a spreadsheet <laughs> that I mistrust right now, please. Uh, we are building up to tonight's massive clash between Carlton and Collingwood at the MCG. The rain is staying away, which is great news, and you can hear all the action live here on AFL Nation straight after us. G's in the house, Jared Waitley. The pipes there, Dwayne Russell. That is amazing. Very amazing. <laughs> the smooth mover, Nick Del Sano. It's coming straight to you, beam to you from 7 o'clock. But before we get to them, Kingy, after this break, we're going to delve into a couple more games. The Dogs and West Coast. Fascinating line with that one. And Fremantle and GWS. I cannot believe it. I want you better the round this round too. Okay, done. I want your tip of the round, your line of the round. And there might be no promises a chime or two after this break. On SEN, The Picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Great to have your company on the tip. Sam Edmund, David King with you. Hey, guys, I just got in the car after work. I can't believe it. What's happened? Where is the chime sound effects? Don't <laughs> tell me you got rid of it. Here it is. 
Damo listening from Albany over in WA. We don't need a lot of support to bring that back. I'm, I'm telling you, if, you can, if we just get a modicum, just, just a couple of people say we want the chime, it's back. This is where King loses Survey people. says! <laughs> this is where King loses people. Blues belted by Tigers last week? My yeah, God. Is a bias or complete ineptitude? Could be either, but... I sent that, by the way. Yes, that's okay. 75 inside 50s. Good luck making a living on that. Go Tigers. <laughs> Okay, Western Bulldogs, West Coast. Let's rip into this. This Sunday, 3.20, Marvel Stadium. Bulldogs favourite. The line is 12 and a half. Luke Shuey remains sideline. Obviously, does Elliot Yo as well. The Dogs aren't going to bring Jamari Eagle Hagen in despite five goals in the VFL last week. I'm a big Dogs fan this year, Kingy. I have been well and truly seduced. And what a great test it'll be for their 1-2 ruck combo that won such rave reviews last week. They did so well against Brodie Grundy, but another massive oh, yeah. test against Nick Nat this week. Now, you go from you go from lightweights to heavyweights this week. Oh, you're calling Brodie a lightweight? I'm calling oh, boy. Nick Nat Nui. There's a headline. I'm calling Nick Nat Nui in a different level to all three of those guys. Grundy, lightweight, king. No, you, you go through the, the brackets to go through the grades. I mean, their midfield dominated. It, it's win it and spin it. Win the ball and flick it around, spin, you know, spin the ball around, and then out with pure use. Now, you don't get that luxury against Nick Nat. You don't. He, he hits it where he wants to get, uh, hit it. He hits it to himself. He's a shark follow, it? His follow-up. Well, it's very, he's very difficult to shark because he generally, he generally his big frame goes where the ball is travelling. So he's a different proposition altogether. Tim Kelly's the one for me. 28 disposals last week. 13 of those were scores. It's a massive number. Mm. Nine inside 50s. He, he, he is back, baby. He's back. He's the Tim Kelly that they purchased uh, 18 months ago. He was seventh in the best and fairest last year. And, and I reckon he thought, I, I'm not here to come seventh in the best and fairest. He's got to be winning it this year, if not running second or third. Uh, but the dogs, the dogs are interesting. You know, the, the, the difference in that game last week was, was the three goals early from centre bounces. And, and then the game was fairly, it sort of just it sort of held that margin for, for some time. I, I, I don't know where I sit with the dogs just yet. I, I, I really like what they're building. I'm worried about down back. I think they can concede some easy scores. And their key posts against Darling and Kennedy and Oscar, Oscar Allen. Yep. How are they, they going to hold up? Because they're going to get even supply this week. Nothing sexier than a sexy midfield, is there? Just seduces it. So there's a risk oh. that we're overestimating how good they can be for the reasons you just mentioned. And we do warm to them. And obviously, uh, winners bet do too because they've got them the favourite against West Coast. The line is relatively generous as well at 12 and a half. 12 and a half? So what are you thinking here? Oh, I'm thinking West Coast plus two goals every day. Oh, Every I disagree. I've been, as I said, I've been, I've been seduced. I, I, You're I, easily seduced, let's be honest. <laughs> I'm on board. Hey, well, I'm in the dog kennel. I'm in you. the kennel every day of the week. The dog's here. West Coast won't cover yeah. that line. Easily seduced. Hutchie said didn't take much to get you across here. He <laughs> <laughs> thought you were a steal. <laughs> I like the dogs. Yeah. I'm backing them in. Yep. Right, I so think, especially with West Coast being undermanned in the guts, yeah. I think they can monopolise the pill there. And they can get the job Just done, especially dangerous. especially at Marvel. And again, so this is we talk about oil and water all the time when you play a different team. So the, the Eagles, as we said before, with the Gold Coast, two hundred and eighty marks between the two teams. Like a really slow, methodical game in Perth. Yeah. And then they come to this one. The ball's going to be flicking around yeah, everywhere. It it's, it's it'll gonna, be flying. It'll be flying. So when they want to slow the game down, they'll be able to the the, the Eagles. So. It's just going to be a fascinating watch. It's, it's a big four points up for grabs early in the year. There's no doubt about that with two that are probably fighting for top four. Now, this last game of the season fascinates me probably the most. It's Fremantle. Did we get a chime then? Did we get a chime when we did the tips? Not yet. 
We've got the odd time. He's fallen asleep at the back. Well, hang on. We, 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 we did, we've we addressed did. this. What do you mean? Well, we've addressed that the chime is is, is no. having to be watered down under People pressure. People want the chime. From the punters. No, they Say won't. that again. Dying for the chimes off the yes. text. Oh, I'm confused then. I don't know. We're going to have to have a Twitter poll. Does the chime survive uh, or does it take a back seat? Uh, um, um, we'll have to oh, throw it open okay. on Twitter. Oh. Fremantle and GWS is the last game of the round. And as Good I said, game. probably the most fascinating for reasons... Uh, the concern winners bet. Now, at 6.10, Optus Stadium, Fremantle are the favourite in this game. The line mm. is pretty much negligible. It's one and a half. But Fremantle, it's like a scene at a mash over there at the moment. They've got injuries <laughs> coming out of every green tent you mash. can think of. They're the walking wounded. The medical room's overflowing. I just can't believe they lost Alex Pearce and Joel Hamling in the first game of the season. I mean, that is cruelty uh, personified. Long absences too coming. They're already without Hill, Lob, Walters. So <laughs> Does anyone even know what MASH is anymore? I'm showing my age there. Yeah. The last show of MASH would have been filmed in the 70s. Would but it, it lived on for a long time on day, daytime television. Really? All those uni students at home wagging would have been would have been watching it for Hey, sure. big news on the SMS there. Can you oh. read that top one for us? That's big news. Well, okay, we're taking Adam at face value because yes. we, we haven't got a cider hey, got, on this at the moment. I've got... All trust in our, our temper texters. Adam's coming off the temper text to say, boys, Adam Saad is doing a fitness That's test. Not that has good. not been verified. No. Uh, they, hey, but it's off it. the text. Yeah. We go with it. <laughs> we should have gone with a chime then for uh, breaking news. <laughs> okay. So the Giants have got no <laughs> right. new injuries in that loss to the Saints. Brent, Brent Daniels could come back. A zippy small forward. Young uh, forward Jake Riccardi could uh, join them as well. And Sean Darcy back. It looks like the big ruckman for the Dockers. Uh, I, honestly, I think that was a bad loss for the Giants last week. A well, bad loss to the Giants. Wet game. They win here, though, don't they? No. What? No, I'm going Fremantle, and I'm even giving you one and a half points. Put it in a spready. What a what a generous guy. I like the Giants to win and to win comfortably. Oh. Comfortably. <laughs> Not that it matters. It doesn't matter. I just feel like adding comfortably. Up next, it's Carlton Collingwood from the MCG live on AFL Nation. Jared Waitley, Dwayne Russell, Nick Del Sando calling the action. No late changes in that game. Trey Rusco is the sub for the Pies. And it's Oscar McDonald, the super sub for the Blues. David King, you've been superb. Not really. See you next week. I was on fire. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.